0: What's going on everyone welcome to the wix 30 podcast the official podcast from wizards extra i am your host for tonight's episode i am arthur renault and with me tonight i have one of our contributors who has been on the podcast before his name is brendan smith what's going on brendan
1: what's going on just hanging out good dub tonight
0: good dub we are recording right after the wizards beat the knicks <laughs> As much as you know, we should have taken care of business. It always comes down to the fourth quarter. It was it wasn't close, or it was close, unfortunately. But the Wizards were able to separate at the end to get their second win of the season. To top off a pretty roller coaster week, I would say. I would say if the Wizards would have lost tonight, then all hell would have breaking loose. But thankfully, they avoid uh, the hell breaking for one night. Uh, so to start off the week, the Wizards played the Memphis Grizzlies, which I think one of the biggest takeaways was just the turnovers, uh, this week, you know, tonight even the turnovers have really been a big issue that hopefully can get corrected in time. Uh, Brendan, what did, what did you take away from this week's games?
1: Um, well, the parts I did watch and I'm going to be honest, I didn't finish one full game of the West coast trip that they just went on at all. I mean, I think most of them I tapped out after the uh, third quarter and actually the Clippers game. I don't think I got more than three minutes into the second quarter because I had to record the games out of work. So I just kind of turned them gotcha. off. I know they're not going to win, but from what I saw, yeah, their turnovers are an issue uh, specifically with John wall. Um, the defense is still really bad and that's just everyone. I mean, no one gets exempt from that. The defense has been awful from everyone, one through five bench starters, everyone. And, um, Yeah, the rebounding has still been an issue, although they have been a little bit better since Dwight's came back. But, I mean, even tonight, like, in the game, and we're going to get to the next game, but, I mean, the offensive rebounds are still an issue even with a guy like Ennis Cantor. And, I mean, so those are my three takeaways. And it's been the same thing all season so far. It's just defense, effort, and offensive rebounding.
0: Yeah, yeah, I I agree as well. And it was interesting that we didn't see on Mahimi tonight. Um, But, yeah, overall, those are still the trends that, unfortunately, the Wizards have yet to correct. Uh, Scott Brooks going into the Thunder game on Friday night was talking about how the Wizards were, weren't were going to rely on over-switching and all that stuff anymore because he thought it created mismatches for rebounds and miscommunications and stuff. But unfortunately, it was more talk and less action because that game against the Thunder, the only thing I honestly want to talk about is Dwight Howard's debut because other than that, it was just a wash um, by the Thunder against the Wizards. Dwight Howard made an immediate impact in that game. You know, his first bu- his first bucket being a dunk on an and one. By a nice pass by Markeith Morris, who's taken on kind of like a playmaker role. It's really weird seeing this version yeah. of Markeith Morris uh, against the Knicks. He had uh, 16 points, 6 rebounds, and 5 assists. And a few of those were to Dwight Howard for some easing dunks, Which is really good to see because uh, an engaged Markeith Morris is better than what we usually get night in and night out. Uh, any Anything from the Thunder game that you either saw or like wanted to talk about?
1: Just uh, as soon as I started watching that game, and you mentioned it about what Brooke said about the switching, is that they weren't going to switch. And what do they do literally on the first time when a situation comes up where they can either switch or hedge and recover and they switch? Mm-hmm. It's infuriating. And I understand like if you you know, want to let some of the wing guys do that, but then say that. Don't just say that you're going to completely go away from switching, which is – pretty much, I mean, what he said. I mean, he wasn't very specific about it. He was very vague with what he said. So that made me believe that each position one through five was going to be kind of be more responsible for their own matchup, and that just wasn't the case. So, if like, if you want to switch Wall, Beal, you know, Ubre, Porter, I don't mind with that. But the problem that we've been seeing is that they switch one through four and sometimes whoever's on the floor one through five, and that's where you get the mismatch problems. That's where the rebounding issues occur. And so, I mean, obviously that's where the problem is. again, and it just didn't happen. And that's the one thing I was very frustrated at. And then we all saw they just got kind of lazy. And, I mean, they were hitting everything. And, again, and Buckhands was saying it during the game. Like, they are not a good three-point shooting team. And we make everybody look like a good three-point shooting team.
0: Right, which is – I mean, that's been a trend for – since Wall's rookie year. Every, every game, somebody seems to go off against us from three. And then, you know, the game before, the game after, they just barely make two shots – uh, when they make like a career-high like 10 three-pointers against us, which actually brings up a very interesting tweet from our owner, the owner of the Washington Wizards, Ted Leonsis. Uh, they were talking about the high-scoring games in the league this season, and uh, Ted Leonsis said, well, they just have to play us, uh, referring to our very bad defense and our ability to give up over 130 points every time we play someone. But thankfully that leads to tonight's game against the New York Knicks where we actually held a team under 100 and the Wizards finally picked up their second win, 108-95. It it was an overall pretty good game. I would say the complaints are still the same, kind of like you mentioned earlier with Ennis Cantor on the offensive rebounding. And uh, he picked up six offensive rebounds and most of the time Thankfully, I guess, it was against Jason Smith. I thought Dwight Howard did a pretty good job tonight. Even though the 10 rebounds, it seems like, wait, that's it. But just his presence, his body. Uh, Ian Evans tweeted out uh, that I didn't notice, but apparently Dwight Howard, there was a stretch where just his boxing out led to Bradley Beal picking up three rebounds. So that type of presence was definitely missed at the start of the season for the Wizards. But... Again, it's the New York Knicks. We can't really get too carried away with uh, the performance right. that they put on. But at least it's trending upwards. And also, it's the Wizards. Like, this was a game that had uh, So Wizards loss written all over it. But thankfully, the Wizards were able to hang on. Uh, anything that sparked any interest aside from, you know, an increased defensive effort?
1: Um. Not really. I, I think that a lot of the good things that we saw tonight are things that we should really come to expect. You know, while going off and doing those things that we saw him do tonight. I mean, outside of maybe the first couple of games, he really hasn't gone into those attack modes like we saw him do tonight. And we need to see that more from him. Um, Beal was okay. Uh, and the thing, and I was telling people in my group chat for the site I own, and Dwight Howard had a double-double, but, like, he was walking through motions. I know you were talking about, you know, his boxing out, but if he boxed out more specifically against Ennis Cancer, he probably could have had, you know, three or four more rebounds. Um, you know, and I think that Kelly Oubre played pretty decently. I would have liked to see him get more minutes. I know they tried to get Jeff Green in. um, I know that Austin Rivers wasn't doing too terrible, and his perimeter defense was actually good tonight, so they wanted to keep him out there maybe instead of Oubre, and I get that. But um, no real, like, Im- Overall improvements, I want to say, or anything that, like, surprised you? Because, I mean, this is things that we should be expecting from these guys on a nightly basis. I mean, this is a team coming into the season that I personally predicted would at least go to the Eastern Conference Finals. And I am not a biased guy whatsoever. I mean, this is a really good team, so it's good for them to show a little bit of that tonight.
0: Yeah, it was was a little bit embarrassing, honestly, uh, how much Buck and Kara were uh, sizing the Wizards for playing defense and showing effort and showing up. And it's just like, this is a team that is maxed out salaries everywhere. We're in the tax, all that stuff. We shouldn't be talking about that in game eight of the season against the New York Knicks. It's, it's embarrassing, but whatever, I guess we have to start from square one every season to start off the year. But yeah, I, I think, I think Dwight is definitely still getting back into game shape because I even notice sometimes when his leaping, isn't what I've seen in the past, which is, is fine. Cause I mean, I'm not going to expect him to like come back from his injury and just be bouncing off the walls. I just can't wait to see a fully healthy Dwight Howard. Cause that's going to bring an element that, you know, we haven't seen here since JaVale McGee was here, I guess with the, uh, an athletic center. Um, yeah. But what do you what do you notice on the offensive end? I think something that's really bothering me is that it's either a side pick and roll with three, three people standing around looking or it's just iso ball. Is there any creativity to this Wizards offense?
1: There isn't. The only thing that really gets these guys um, an opportunity is again as a pick and roll or baseline or sideline screens coming up and I mean, I guess if you want to get your shooters involved, like Brad Otto or whatever, that's going to work. If you want to get Wall and Dwight involved in a pick and roll, I mean, that's fine. But there's got to be more plays, I think, set up for Keith. There's got to be more plays set up for Otto when he comes back. Um, John needs to be more aggressive and try and get to the rack more. I mean, this this team is at its best when Wall is in full attack mode. And I know there are some people out there that acknowledge that Brad is probably a better scorer. He should probably um, lead the team in points. But... When wall is in attack mode and he's trying to score and that opens up opportunities for everyone else because everyone is so focused on the quickness and speed of john wall so um and he has just seemed kind of i guess he's been in kind of a laid-back mode he hasn't really been too aggressive and again he did that in a couple of times tonight where he just completely took over um but I, I just want to see that more from him i think that it'll open up things for everyone else and again i, I think ultimately it will lead to getting more people involved and Um, getting people more shots, other guys more shots, and that's something that I personally want to see.
0: Yeah, and especially, eventually the Wizards are just going to have a game where they can't miss from three. Tonight they were 6 of 26 for 23% from the field. Bradley Beal was 1 for 7. Marquise Morris was 0 for 5. Something that's trending upwards is John Wall's three-point shot, which he went 3 for 6 tonight. But I really want to see a lineup. You know, if there's going to be no creativity in terms of, Uh, any plays or anything at the Wizards run I really want to see when Otto Porter hopefully it's a quick injury for um, a a quick recovery for Otto Porter Um, I really want to see John Wall Dwight Howard and three shooters on at the same time but not with Markeith Morris considered one of those shooters because I even though he's had like a pretty decent start to the season from three. I think I'd rather have Otto Porter take those three-pointers, Austin Rivers even get some clean looks, and obviously, hopefully, Bradley Beal can get it going from three, even though he's kind of struggling. He went one for seven tonight after going four for seven against Oklahoma City and four for 12 against the Memphis Grizzlies. But overall, he's kind of struggling from three. Uh, I believe he's shooting 38% from three, which doesn't look that bad, but it's kind of like what I just read off. He'll go one for seven, and then he'll go like three for six the next game. Um, But I think until Scott Brooks tonight mentioned that he was going to stagger minutes for the starters because of Otto Porter's injury, what do we have to do for Brooks to do that when everybody's healthy? Because obviously things looked better, things looked cleaner. It was at least – in. Because I thought against the Oklahoma City Thunder, everything was going pretty well until Brooks put in the all bench lineup, yep. and then after that, everything just went to shit, and like everybody started forgetting how to play defense and how to make shots. But what can Brooks do? I, I mean, I, I feel like he says a lot of the a lot of good things, but he doesn't really do anything. But what can we expect going forward uh, with the Orlando coming up or uh, Dallas coming up soon? If Otto Porter is out, hopefully Brooks is continuing staggering minutes. But if Otto Porter returns, is he going to put Jan Mahimi back in? Is he going to put Saddoransky and Austin Rivers playing at the same time, which hasn't really worked? Like, what can Brooks do at this point with the Wizards lineups?
1: Well, well I think he still is going to try and get the main guys their minutes. And unfortunately, when Otto Porter comes back, I think that's going to push someone to the bench. And in this situation, I mean, again, and unfortunately, and you can make an argument that it shouldn't be this bad, but it's probably going to be Saturansky. And, um, and I mean, that's fine. But in terms of staggering minutes, again, I think that that's something that he's definitely going to look into more. I think that he should leave, um, again, between Wall, Beal, and Porter. He needs to leave at least one of them on the floor at a time. They're talking about let Otto go with the second unit more. I don't like that. Just because in the second unit you need a guy that's going to be able to like create his own offense and stuff, and like Otto can do that, but Otto's not really an aggressive. Player. So I would either take Waller Beal out first, and then put one of them back in the game early in the second quarter or whatever, with the second unit. I know ultimately in their mind they're like, yeah, Otto's going to get more shots and blah 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 with the second unit. But the matter of the fact is that Otto Porter is a guy who's going to fit in. He's not a guy who's going to stand out. So um, I would keep experimenting, obviously, with the staggering. This is something. And that we've been asking for for three years since he's been here. Um, I think that's a good idea. He should keep doing that. But, again, I think it's just about who you choose to take out and then early in play with the second unit, and that's something that I'll be watching.
0: Right, exactly. Yeah, that's something that we've been waiting for for a long time. And we see the best teams do it. I mean, the Warriors, you know, they have they have one of those three. I mean, they obviously have – they're five deep. But they have, you know, either Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, or Kevin Durant out there. Very rarely do they go to an all bench unit, but that they're an extreme exception. But still, it shouldn't be that difficult. Wall, Beal, Auto. You know, you sub out Wall, you bring in Rivers, Beal, Rivers, Auto. You take out Otto, you bring in Ubre, Beal, Rivers, Ubre. Like it, I, I don't understand what has to happen for Brooks to experiment with these lineups, especially in the regular season. Like these right. games. I personally am not a fan of how many minutes the Wizards are playing. Uh, aside from the blowout against the Clippers, you know, Wall has played at least 34 minutes in three straight games. Uh, and I'm pretty sure the only reason he didn't play a lot against the Clippers was because we were that game was over before the fourth started. And Bradley Beal has, I believe, a few, if not two, yeah, he has a few 40-point games. He has three 40-minute uh, games. And that's just not sustainable. And it's we're we're not even ten games into the season and we're already playing playoff minutes for our starters. So I, I I don't know. I mean, yes, Austin Rivers is definitely struggling right now, but if you give him a situation where Rivers, we need you to be a playmaker. You have Otto Porter at the you know, a three point assassin, and then you can have Jeff Green out there, you can have uh Thomas Adoranski at the same time, there's there's ball movement. There's there's ability for Austin Rivers to actually find his footing here with the Wizards. But I guess we'll just have to wait to see what he what he does. Uh, how do you feel about the let's talk about some pairings that the Wizards throw out that I don't know, are kind of hot or cold right now. Everything's pretty much cold. But what do you think of the, the Marquise Morris Jeff Green pairing?
1: I think that that's a good lineup. I think that Green and Porter is going to be one that I'll be looking to see in terms of a 3-4 combo. But um, Jeff Green and Marquise, I like at the 4-5. Again, I think Markeith right now, we sometimes he's just not big enough to go and get rebounds against some of the fives. Um, but, I mean, it's a good combo. They can both stretch the floor. They both can attack off the dribble. But in terms of overall just experimenting with units and playing certain guys with, you know, other guys. And, and I mean, Scott, I, I mean, this is and this is the beauty of the regular season. Right. I mean, you know that the Wizards are most likely going to be a playoff team even after the rough start. Like, like, let's not kid ourselves here. It's been rough. Right. And I mean, it's and by rough. I mean, it's been really, rough. really rough. I mean, that's probably an understatement. But I mean, this is a team that eventually you figure is going to turn it around and playoff team, whether they end up getting a top four seat or not. I mean, obviously, that's up for debate um, right now. I would probably say no, but. This is what the regular season is for. It's about experimenting, finding out which guys play with who. And I feel like Scott Brooks now for the last three years, he hasn't really experimented a whole lot in terms that he has his mindset on what players are going to play when. Um, and, and I mean, and they have the depth to do it. That's the one thing that bothers me. Like you can make an argument for maybe the teams in the past um, couple of years or so haven't been able to do that because they don't have guys that are big enough, not athletic enough, can't defend certain positions. well. But like, this is a team where they can do it. But this is the time where they need to figure it out now. And again, and you mentioned some of the guys are playing, you know, playoff minutes and we're what? 9 games into the season. I mean, that just can't happen right now. I mean, if you get a close game, sure, but like it shouldn't have to happen against the Knicks. So Exactly. Yeah. That that
0: that's that's the part that sucks the most because how many games? I mean, we can go back in the, the history, you know, the last few years you know, we play a lottery team and Wall and Beal play 37, 38 minutes, even over 40 sometimes. And sometimes we lose those games. Like how that's not sustainable. Those are the games where you wish you could be like, all right, John's out for rest and Tom Sadoransky or Austin Rivers are starting, you know, Beal is out for rest. We're going to switch. We're going to put Otto Porter and Kelly Oubre together with Austin Rivers to go with John Wall. Like, we need the depth to be used and if it's not going to work, then it has to be blown up. So to get pieces that could actually contribute and yeah, until the wizards do that, I honestly don't feel very comfortable with how the season can shape out. Cause if it ends up happening, what's happened the last couple of years, you know, Wall we'll will have an explosive month, it, the wizards will, you know, be floating around third or fourth, fifth, and then they'll get into the playoffs and everyone's just, done minutes wise they've been carrying such a load like last year uh with bradley beal having to carry the load while while wall was out and then a couple years ago wall admittedly saying he was definitely tired game seven of that playoff series against the boston celtics but just as a quick outlook for the week ahead hopefully things keep trending upwards uh we play the dallas mavericks tuesday night uh, that's an eight thirty start. Thankfully, that on Friday night we play at Orlando, which is a seven o'clock start, and we end this little road trip at Miami the next night, Saturday night against the Heat. Hopefully for some payback. So, give me give me a record for this week. What do you think is two and one the safe the safe bet?
1: I think they're going to go one and two. I think they'll lose to Dallas and Miami. I think they'll take care of Orlando pretty easily.
0: Oh yeah, I mean I. I... I don't even remember the last time we won at Dallas. I think it was a game, that game where Otto Porter just couldn't miss from three-point range uh, at this point probably a few years ago. But, yeah, that Dallas game, not very comfortable with it. I, again, I'm not really comfortable with any any games for this Wizards team right now. No. Um, the, the Orlando game, I would say, would be kind of similar to this Knicks game. Yeah, uh, where they, they have some talent, and, you know, if they if they can get under your skin, kind of like Trier tried to do tonight, you know, that can be a game the Wizards lose. And then Miami, it's just the revenge game when you get them back. But then again, Miami has always had a thorn. It has been a thorn for us uh, with their athleticism and Hassan yeah, Whiteside. Kelly Olenek. Olenek, the Hall of Fame first ballot <laughs> anonymous uh, Uh, Wizards Killer Hall of Fame inductee. But yeah, so hopefully things keep trending upwards. Uh, I I believe you are working on a piece about John Wall, which uh, Bryna Kramer and I did a podcast, but we don't know what... I don't know what happened to it, even though I'm the one that posted it, so Bryna wouldn't know. But we got into some John Wall talk about how he's kind of been slacking this year and very deserved very deserving of the criticism that he's been getting, although some people definitely take it above and beyond what it should be. But um, I know you're working on a piece for that, so we'll definitely tweet that out and uh, post it all over so you guys can see it, because I think that's going to be something to monitor as well, especially with that Dallas game with J.J. Barea last year, talking about how nobody on the team likes John Wall. Again, this is the type of game where they can get under your skin and you can lose. But Dallas is definitely more talented this year with uh, Luka Dantich and uh, DeAndre Jordan, among other players. But any any other thoughts before we close out here?
1: Um, Just to touch on John Wall, I guess. Really quick, I I would say that, and I know people are going to criticize him, but this fan base, I mean, guys, you have to understand that it is not a total attack on John Wall. It is not to blame him for everything that is going on. But when you're the main man in town, and let's be real, and he is certainly the best player on the team, I would say. He is who we built this franchise around. All things that I respect and I understand, but the star player is not always in the right. The star player is always going to have to improve on something and will always, you know, I mean, be able to be criticized for stuff. And, I mean, we've seen that. His turnovers have been an issue since he's been in the league. And I understand when you have the ball a lot and you're an aggressive play and you're up and down the floor, you know, the faster you play, the more turnovers you have. And I get that. Some of the turnover happens. Like tonight he dribbled off his leg or whatever that was against Trier. I mean, that stuff happens. But, I mean, that stuff when you're making 40-something million dollars a year, you're a superstar. You're trying to get this team to the finals. I mean, that's stuff that you just can't afford to have happen. So, um again, it's not a total attack on Wall. It's not saying he sucks, you know, this or that or whatever, but he has to play better than what he's been doing if this team is to get to the next level. The team will go how John Wall goes, and John Wall needs to be a better version of John Wall.
0: Just like tonight, he uh, shot well from the field. You know, the turnovers were kind of annoying, but at the same time, he was very aggressive, which helped – the wizards keep the lead late against the knicks but i agree it's i don't think we're from you and i we're not going to get into uh john wall sucks trade him but we are going to get into i think it's time for most wizards fans especially the ones that defend john wall to kind of take a step back and be like this is the face of the franchise and look what he is doing as the face of the franchise." You can see the videos tweeted out almost like James Harden was, where he's playing Ole defense and just, you know, I don't even know what it is, just swinging at a incoming ball handler. It's just, just move out of the way or draw a charge or just do a spot foul. I don't know, do something to stop him. But not to get too nitpicky, you know, we, we are trying to be, uh, we're we're trying to critique the players that we love, but at the same time, you know, we don't want to get too overboard like some people are on Twitter. But uh, thank you very much for joining us and for listening to Week Three of the Wix Thirty Podcast. We hope that the Wizards uh, can end the the two and the the week two and one. Uh, Brendan said one and two. I'm, I'm leaning towards two and one because I think hopefully this uh, momentum built against the Knicks. Whether it's John Wall's shooting or the defensive intensity picking up can translate to Dallas where Dwight Howard will match up against DeAndre Jordan, and that'll be definitely a fun show to to watch. So we'll see how it goes, but thank you very much for checking us out. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at Wizards Extra. Our SoundCloud and iTunes account will be tweeted along with this podcast so you guys can follow us on there, subscribe, do all that good stuff, and we'll catch you next week.